It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on the Washington football team with the Locked on Washington football team podcast. I am David Harrison, Washington football team beat writer for SI.com. And Nation, he is Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Metter show on the Team 980 Monday through Friday from 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern Time and on the Odyssey app. We thank you for making the Locked on Washington football team podcast your first listen every day. We are still free, still available on all platforms and on Twitter. You can find Chris at Russellmania621. I am at dharrison 82 the show is at Locked WFT Pod. Today's episode brought to you in part by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. Thank you again, Washington football team fans, for making the Locked On Washington football team podcast your first listen every day. On this episode, we've got some unfortunate news to talk about at the top, but then we're also going to get into our takeaways. It is Takeaway Tuesday, so we're going to turn our attention back to the football field and give our four takeaways from the game this past Sunday. Again, a win for your Washington football team over the Atlanta Falcons. We're also going to hear from some Washington football team fans in this episode as well. But, uh, yeah, Chris, I mean, you warned me when I got on this beat with you. Uh, you warned me when I started writing for SI about how busy it was going to be because never a dull day. We're celebrating a victory, not the prettiest victory, but a win, another opportunity for this team to get back on track. And then Monday, I mean, out of nowhere, the DEA all of a sudden is part of the Locked On Washington football team podcast. What is going on? Yeah, uh, like you said, you know, it, it, like the song Manic Monday, uh, the Washington <laughs> football team has historically destroyed that beat. I can Man. tell you that much. Um, so basically, here's what I've been able to piece together so far. I've been working on, you know, this story, David, since I got a tip over the weekend uh, from people, you know, look that were informed of the situation. Let's just put it that way. Uh, and basically head athletic trainer, Ryan Vermillion, who has been with Ron Rivera his entire time in Carolina and then came over to Washington as soon as Ron was hired. It was one of Ron's first hires. Yeah. Ryan Vermillion is a big deal inside the organization. Again, he's the head athletic trainer. He deals with all of their COVID protocols and testing and all of that. And I believe he's got another title with sports medicine, but I don't have that exact title in front of me. So uh, I just want to be, you know, kind of careful in terms of how I I, I outline it, um, you know, but he is a big, big, big deal. Yeah. And he was put on administrative leave 
by the organization, uh, its director of sports medicine, sorry, and head athletic trainer. I wanted to make sure I got that right. Um, he was put on administrative leave by the organization. So basically, in a nutshell, here's what happened. You mentioned the DEA. Mm-hmm. For those that don't understand, that's the Drug Enforcement Authority. Oh. That's the federal government. This isn't Loudoun County, Virginia. Oh. They were involved in the distribution of a search warrant that was served at Ryan Vermillion's home and at the facility, at the team facility. Now, the team has rubbed their hands of it and said, look, it's a criminal investigation. Uh, This has nothing to do with the organization. Here's the problem. He's the head athletic trainer Mm -hmm. and the director of sports medicine and in charge of all their COVID protocols and testing. How do I know he is? Because A, we've been told he is. And when I go to test every week at the facility, there's a sign on the door that says unvaccinated players must contact RV for admission. So long and the short of it is this is a big swing and you know what. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And for him to be involved in whatever he's involved in. And I allegedly, I don't know. It is a big deal because he touches and he is directly involved with every single player in that organization, David, you know, this, uh, I'm not suggesting that he was doing something illegal with them. I don't know. But he is involved with every single player. He is a very much a representative of the Washington football team organization. And again, Ron brought him here uh, and he has served with Ron again, going back to 2011 and others longer than that. Right. And even worked under Don Shula and was here for a year before. I mean, this is, this is a guy that cannot be uh, quite honestly, just pushed and swept under the rug. And here we are. So just the latest that I have real quickly is as of Monday night, there has been no arrest made mm-hmm. um, based on people that I've talked to. Uh, there is witnesses who saw at the team facility, the DEA pull up and distribute the search warrants and obviously conduct a search warrant uh, late last week. He has not been arrested yet again. Um, The Washington football team is making a statement saying that, again, it has nothing to do with them. We have to take them at their word. However, by issuing that statement, there's a a real fine line here that if something does come out later on down the road, that statement is going to look really, really, really dicey. Uh, And just wrapping this up, I was told by some people that I talked to you know, that this is a, a, an extremely high profile case, as you would imagine. And again, with the DEA involved, uh, there's been some background stuff with Alex Smith and Dr. Robin West uh, and some friction between Ryan Vermillion and I guess Dr. West, who did or who, who spearheaded Alex Smith's surgery. Uh, again, I'm not saying it's directly connected, but there's been some friction behind the scenes. And I was also told this by multiple people and multiple players, Ryan Vermillion is not Mr. Popular with the players. So you take that for what it's worth. You handle that however you want as a football fan. Maybe some of you are going to sweep it under the rug because you don't matter. It's not a player. It's not a coach. Uh, And that's fine. But don't sweep it under the rug like he's an account executive uh, who's trying to sell tickets because this is a much bigger deal than that. 
Yeah, and he's got a much bigger influence on the team. And I mean, you know, like you said, anytime you deal with medical situations, that's that's a huge thing. And I think it's important to remember, like, you know, when people hear DEA a lot of times, they kind of kind of go back to the movies. Like, this isn't necessarily a Scarface situation where Ryan Vermillion is like a, a you know a world world sought after like coke dealer or something like that. Like, there's a lot of different layers to a drug enforcement agency investigation. And I would also like to point out, this is kind of where I can tie my experiences into the situation being. Uh, in, in law enforcement for 20 years with the army and having trained, you know, next to the DEH, having trained with the DEA and other, the other alphabet soup agencies, you know, in, in the government, uh, quite extensively spent three years in Washington, DC dealing with and working side by side with a lot of these agencies. Look, when, when it comes to stuff like this, when they're looking for evidence, when they're, they're going to go anywhere that they think this subject who, who might have evidence, um, would expect to be able to have privacy. So, just because they're at the team facility doesn't mean that whatever Ryan was doing was even being done at the team facility or has to do with the team facility or has to do with the team or any of the players. It just means that in the course of this investigation, uh, the, the investigators identified that that is an area where if Ryan expected to be able to hide or get away with the conduct of certain types of practices or, or, or behaviors, he might think he could get away with it there. Therefore, a judge agrees gives them a warrant, they go to that place and they search it. Again, doesn't mean that he was, you know, passing pills to players or anything like that. So I think it's important not to jump to too many conclusions. Not saying it didn't happen. I mean, to be quite honest with you. Um, but again, a lot of those things are going to start to come to light. And listen, uh, the team right now, you know, statement right now, it's like, look, he's the only one they wanted to talk to. They didn't want to talk to coach. They didn't want to talk to Dan. They didn't want to talk to Chase. You know, so as far as we know, it has nothing to do with the team. Now, if tomorrow they come back with a subpoena to interview Chase Young, and again, knock on wood, that's not going to be a case, obviously, then it might take a little bit of a different form. Um, but again, I mean, you know, people have enemies and people, you know, life is not always black and white. Sometimes life is a little bit gray. And when you step in the gray and you make enemies who know about your, your journeys into the gray area, sometimes they can come back to bite you. And that might be what's going on right now. But again, all speculation. The only thing I want to just, again, specify just with experience in law enforcement, just because they searched the Washington football team facility, just because they searched his office and his workspace and everything does not necessarily mean that one, the team was involved Two, the team knew about it three, that anything was actually being done there. I go back to another case uh, that I knew about from Denver, Colorado. There's a nuggets player, very popular player who was, uh, he was actually arrested at one point in time, but basically was detained under a, a warrant for child pornography mm-hmm. through the course of the investigation, come to find out that there was a friend of his, that was actually using his computer in his house with his internet to, to download and look at child pornography. And obviously that's going to come back to the player first. So again, let the story kind of develop, trying not to let Twitter do their thing on this, but yeah, uh, very disturbing information either way. Um, and I mean, I think it's, it's, you know, it's safe to say not a situation anybody wanted to wake up with on Monday and deal with, but obviously kind of knew it was coming from the weekend before. Yeah. I think that's really good perspective. And I think you're absolutely right. And it's a good core, uh, you know, correlation to the the situation in Denver, obviously different circumstances, but we are not rushing to judgment. We're just passing along the information, which is very sensitive and uh, very, let's just say, like, I was told that this is going to be a really tough case to crack because of how high profile it is. And that would suggest something else, Mm -hmm. but we will see how that something else plays out. Absolutely. And yeah, I mean, more, more to follow and, you know, the, as the world turns and, and, you know, guiding light on the Washington football team and all the other things that go along with it. Uh, Washington football team never out of the news, right? But sometimes it's not about football, but fortunately for us, football is back. So we're going to get back to football conversations here in segment two and three 
of today's episode of Locked to Watch Football Team Podcast. We're going to do so in part thanks to our friends over at betonline.ag, the number one spot if you're a pro in college football action this season. I use them a lot for their odds, props, and contests. Uh, had a very nice parlay run that I could have possibly gone on if it wasn't for the Tennessee Titans deciding to mess it all up for me. Literally, 16-team parlay, Chris. Every single team so far oh. has won except for the Tennessee oh. Titans with one game left to go. Oh. I don't even want to speak it into the universe, but that's where we're at. Listen, didn't lose a whole lot of money, but I had a lot of fun. I mean, the, the, oh. the adrenaline, the excitement is great, and betonline.ag continues to be my number one source and can be your number one source for everything football. Head over there today. If you haven't already, sign up, and when you make your first deposit, get a 50% welcome bonus when you use a promo code Locked On from football, basketball, boxing, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, along with David Harrison, I'm Chris Russell. You can follow David at dharrison82. Uh, You can follow me uh, at Russellmania621. Thanks again uh, for making the Locked on Washington football team podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Before we get to one of our takeaways each, why don't we go to the voicemail line right here on LOWFT and see what the listeners have to say. Hey, fellas. Um, Super, super excited. It's LP from New Jersey. Uh, Great day today uh, for a couple reasons. One, we got a W. Uh, two, my uh, first order of built bars came. Haven't tried them yet, but I'm excited to try them. All right, so uh, I'd love to hear your feedback about what I'm about to say. Try to be as quick as possible. Um, the good and the bad. The good. Uh, Terry McLaurin is the best player on our team, without question, I think. I don't even think it could be a question. He's amazing. Um, the only other good thing I'll say uh, is Taylor Heineke continues to grow, in my opinion. I know last week a lot of people thought it was a, gr- a regression for him, but He's a young guy being every week asked to do too much. Now we go to the bed. <laughs> the defense is just, it's atrocious. It's pitiful. It, it, to me, the two biggest liabilities are Collins and Fuller. 100% biggest liabilities. Now, there are more, but uh, they are just completely ridiculous. Um, the, the defense just really, I, I know we keep saying it. I don't, I don't want to say it more, but. It's just terrible. The, the offense uh, brought me a lot of hope today. I, I can't believe that we might have to win on offense, but that might be the way it has to be. So uh, thanks again for what you do. Let me know what you think. Have a great day, guys. All right, LP, thank you very much. As always, uh, from New Jersey, great stuff there. Some really good points. And enjoy those built Bars. I'm, I'm curious, LP, what flavor he got or flavors, right? Because we know if you go to built.com, you can get – Really, whatever you want, they'll work with you. Trust me, guys. Um, David, I, I don't know where you want to, uh, you know, kind of unfold this. I mean, what more can we say about the defense um, in terms of the overall suckage level? I mean, let, let, let's be honest, <laughs> through four games, they're awful on third down. Yet, 
I keep seeing like some individual, like small, like signs that they might be like still having a pulse, right? Even yeah. again in the win against Atlanta, I, I don't think they're look. They've got a long way to go, but I don't think there's no chance, no signs of life. As far as Fuller and Landon Collins go, for me, uh, listen, I've never thought Landon Collins was good in coverage. I don't know why anybody would think he's good in coverage. And then he misses tackles like he did all of last year before the injury and like he did on the touchdown to Corderell Patterson uh, when he kind of crossed over the field on a diagonal um, and didn't come up with the tackle um, uh, on, on, on the particular play that I'm talking about. And there's been other, uh, you know, signs of that. And as far as Kendall Fuller goes, look, teams have been picking on him since midway through last year. This is not a Kendall Fuller, all of a sudden he's struggling thing, mm-hmm. uh, David. I, I, trust me, he struggled in the second half of last year after starting really strong. To me, this is an unfortunate progression yeah. that has been kind of going with with um, with uh, Kendall Fuller. Sorry, yeah, I, I'm, I've got so many things on my brain I couldn't even remember <laughs> his name. No, yeah, there's a lot. You know what I mean? And I don't know if I would go as far yet as you know as far as right now as to say like these two guys are the biggest problem. But I mean, you can look at pretty much every man on the defense uh, and say here's where you're faltering or here's where you're not helping pull your weight on the defense. I mean. Right. Jonathan Allen and Montez Sweat maybe are like the two closest guys to being, you know, without blame in this situation. But if they're real leaders on the team, and I believe they are, they're going to take blame anyway. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, I mean, I just know as a unit, they got to get better. And then, um, you know, Taylor, yeah, he's, he's definitely still growing. He showed a lot, you know, in that game against Atlanta. Look, you, you watch Tom Brady go home uh, and have a very emotional game. And, and he was off. Like some of his throws were high. They were off target. They were uncharacteristic. Mm-hmm. Uh, type of mistakes the emotions got to him and so give taylor heineke a little bit of credit human beings are human and taylor that was i mean you saw him almost cry or start to get choked up in the post game interview and then again at the podium like that is a emotionally i wrote about it for si.com because i just was like you know what man this is a guy who needs to be appreciated for what he's gone through there's no x's and o's in that column i don't know if anybody read it i don't know if anybody cared to read it but i wanted to write it because i appreciate the human condition and i appreciate guys like him moving through adversity so yeah i'm happy to see taylor uh, have a good game. Hopefully it continues and hopefully it continues to grow as of right now, though, this is going to make LP happy. I still think Ryan Fitzpatrick is the best option. If he's healthy, um, as far as those built bars, I just enjoy a Rocky road bill bar myself before we recorded. So hopefully uh, LP is, is enjoying his order and uh, yeah, Chris take away Tuesday. Let's uh, let's get into it. Let's We've got more it. to talk about. What's your first takeaway from this weekend? All right, I'm going to go quick through this. We asked Ron Rivera, forget who it was in the media uh, in a Monday afternoon press conference about Dustin Hopkins who, again, uh, we all know we've documented the struggles, missed two extra points on Sunday, but did have a very ki- uh, critical uh, field goal, which got them, I think, to 24-22, if memory serves me uh, correct, late in the third quarter. David, um, yeah. I didn't expect them to move on from him. Ron Rivera said, he's our quarterback. We're sticking with him, basically. Um, or he's our kicker, I should say, uh, <laughs> and, and I'll leave it at that. Say I've got my mind on the quarterback, yeah. and I'll leave it at that. Now, listen, fans aren't going to like that, but after mm-hmm. a win, you're not going to – I truly don't think with all of the problems that they're dealing with, they're cutting Dustin Hopkins this week. Now, if yeah. it costs them a game, yeah. truly, this Sunday, any Sunday, it could be a different story. Yeah, and, and you know that's kind of the unfortunate part of it. Just, that's the feeling I get as well. 
we've kind of talked about this offline a little bit. And, and yeah, until he costs the watch football team a game, he's your kicker. And even then, I think it's just going to be competition. He, I don't think he's necessarily going to get cut right off the bat. I think they're just going to bring in competition potentially, and but it's going to take him losing a game for the team before that happens. And, you know, you don't want to wish that on anybody. So good takeaway there. And I know it's topic of conversation for a lot of people. My first takeaway uh, here, takeaway two for this episode is where's Jamin Davis first round draft pick off ball linebacker, a position of need, uh, a group that honestly needs an infusion of talent, 33 defensive snaps on Sunday, 43%. And look, that's not even the lowest amount of snaps he had. He had 52% of the defensive snaps in week three with 41, 39% in week two and 39% in week one. This dude is barely on the field. And you know, when you talk about a first round draft pick, Meanwhile, Nick Bolton, right? So Jamin Davis, 19th overall pick, right? Nick Bolton, 58th overall pick for the Kansas City Chiefs. He played 83% of the snaps for the Kansas City Chiefs just this last weekend. And granted, the Kansas City Chiefs don't have the greatest linebacking core either. But I mean, you kind of go back to our pre-draft conversations. We, you and I actually kind of mentioned, look, trade back, get a Jeremiah Wusu koromoa Nick Bolton is a guy that probably came up in the conversation as well because he was very highly touted. Trade back, get yourself some more extra, some more picks, you get some more, some more youthful talent on the team. And if you get yourself a guy like Nick Bolton now, just because he's playing for the Chiefs at, at a clip of 83% doesn't mean he necessarily would have been successful with the Washington football team either. But having a 19th overall pick playing less than 50% of defensive snaps, and you're talking about a linebacking group that is struggling already as it is outside of, uh, outside of uh, I, w- I want to say Cole Bostic, but that's... That's that's Cole that's Holcomb. Cole Holcomb. Why Cole Bostic? Yeah. Um, you know, and I know a lot well, of people because are because you have John Bostic on yeah. your mind, which we're going to get to. Coming yeah, and up that's here. and that's the thing too. Like with John leaving right. with an injury, you almost expect the snaps to go up. So he's playing forty three percent of the defensive snaps, and that's after John Bostic gets injured. And every single week up until this point, John has outsnapped Jamin, and that's not necessarily a huge surprise early on because he is a rookie. But this is your first round draft pick, man. Yeah. Like there is there is something. To me, there's something going on here, and I think it's more mental than it is physical. Yeah, well, number one, they played more of that five-man front, but the reason why they're playing more of that five-man front is to yeah. take advantage of their best players and to try and hide who they feel are their weakest or players with the biggest developmental curve, yeah. and they feel that way about Jamin Davis, yeah. and it's true. He's made a couple of splash plays, and you know, maybe I was a little too high on him for week four. I was thinking maybe he would have a big game. Obviously didn't happen. The bottom line is, you know, I, I think he's going to increase his snap yeah. count, but I also think just like a young quarterback, they, ha- you know, young middle linebackers have to be brought in slowly yeah. uh, because there's a lot of things to see and process real quickly. Yeah. I would also say this, uh, that Cole Holcomb had a, gr- I thought a yeah. very good yeah, game. A very on good Sunday. game. Absolutely. You know, so that's an encouraging sign. Yeah, but we talk about Landon Collins. And look, one of the few snaps that Jamin was in there for, there is a play, there was a run that Wayne Gallman, the Atlanta Falcons' third string running back, by the way, uh, drug Landon Collins about five yards. And everybody, meant, I remember Twitter blowing up, Landon Collins sucks at tackling. All his, and don't get me wrong, he deserves his fair share of criticism. We know who missed the tackle before that? Jamin Davis. And he didn't even yeah. come close. He didn't even slow the guy down. Like, and it's just, it's just kind of indicative uh, of why he's not getting the playing time. It just it just sucks to see your team spend a 19th overall draft pick and, and, and spend a first round. When you draft somebody in the first round, you're looking for a starter or you're looking for a prime contributor to your defense. Obviously, he's going to get more snaps now because John's out, so they don't, really don't have a choice. But outside of Cole Holcomb right now, there's nobody in that linebacking group that I have confidence in. 
Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, it's certainly going to be interesting to see if they make a move or who they promote from the roster. All right. Uh, this episode of the Locked on Washington football team podcast is brought to you by friends at Rock Auto and rockauto.com. You guys know there's a million different makes and models, uh, different parts, different makers, uh, different places you can go. Why go to the um, auto, the super parts, super auto parts store, or why go to the dealer, which is just going to charge you more in labor, more for parts when you can stay on your couch, stay at your kitchen table, stay in your bed, whatever you want to do, hop on your phone, hop on your laptop and go to rockauto.com. And you're going to save 30, 50, maybe even a hundred percent in savings on the same parts that you would from a chain store or a car dealership just by going to rockauto.com. Again, go check it out, guys. You won't be disappointed. They've been in business for 20 years serving do-it-yourselfers just like you. Go and explore them today. Check them out, rockauto.com to see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us, box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever, ever need at rockauto.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What it do, fellas? Camiani here. <clears throat> I kind of lost my voice yelling so much at that game. Oh, man. You want to talk about nail biters. Um, we still got a lot to clean up. Uh, offense, uh, and defense. But, woof. <laughs> a win is a win, and I love it. So I'm still going to take another day to enjoy this victory. And just like our team, start prepping for the Saints. I uh, hope y'all have a great weekend. It's great victory Monday, and I'll be hollering at y'all. All right, Camion, thank you so much. As always, always good to hear from you. And uh, he sounds, David, like a lot of Washington football team fans relieved. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, Camion. I appreciate your take, appreciate your reaction. Happy that uh, you got to celebrate that win. And, yeah, on to the New Orleans Saints. But first, we're going to wrap up our conversation about this game and about what we saw against the Atlanta Falcons. And my final takeaway from this game, Chris, is going to be the return of Curtis Samuel. And, look, it wasn't a whole lot of snaps, but it was honestly more than I thought. I said on our last episode, I did not think – uh, that he was going to play this weekend. I thought it was too soon, but hey, they got him out there. 25 snaps, so not a huge workload, but it's pretty solid workload overall. And looking at first drive, he had three alone, all of them potentially positive plays. The only one that really didn't work out was an overthrow uh, by Taylor Heineke intended for Terry McLaurin. Could have been an interception, so fortunate that they got away uh, with possession still in tow. But look, 
Curtis. I saw him run some short routes. He got into some cuts. He got into some stems and some moves, and and he looked good. He did some things, and and you saw the defense paying attention to him. There was a scramble there. Uh, Taylor Heineke tried. They 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 motioned Curtis. They did like a little fake uh, end around or sweep to him, and it did. It spread the Falcons' defense out. Now the problem is the route combination didn't have anybody going over the middle where it was wide open. Uh, so they couldn't take advantage of it. Taylor tried to scramble, made what he could out of it. You know, it is what it is, but it's good to see that Curtis Samuel being on the field is absolutely going to affect defense as you saw it against the Atlanta Falcons. And if he's still healthy, can stay healthy and get even more healthy, the more he's on the field, the better it's going to be for the entire offense and especially for quarterback Taylor Heineke. Yeah, I'll just say this. Curtis Samuel had three big catches for first downs, second down, third down and a fourth and five. Uh, he played more and better than I was expecting. I, like you, wasn't expecting him to play at all until yep. we found out on Friday for sure. Uh, to me, Curtis Samuel, you got just a little bit of taste. And now with Deami Brown being mm. banged up, he might have a bigger yeah. role and a bigger impact moving forward and quickly like starting this Sunday for the New Orleans Saints. And that's where I'll focus my final takeaway is all these injuries, David. They've been sort of healthy for the most part outside of missing Curtis Samuel up until last week or this week. Uh, and, of course, Ryan Fitzpatrick. But now Brandon Sheriff's going to miss a couple of weeks. Logan Thomas is going to miss at least one game, perhaps two, uh, maybe more. You never know with hamstrings. Torrey McTire, torn ACL, done for the year. We mentioned John Bostic. Yeah. Uh, pretty much a torn pectoral, likely done for the year. Again, we don't have any information right now as we speak on Deami Brown, uh, but there was some concern about his knee and uh, moving forward. So we'll we'll see. Uh, but how are they going to overcome their own deficiencies? And now that they're being hit big time by the injury bug, it is going to take a lot of resiliency. It is going to take much much, much cleaner football, and it starts this Sunday for the Washington football team. Yeah, uh, absolutely. We will obviously uh, discuss that more as we go throughout the week. Yeah, because not for nothing, um, I know Jameis Winston pretty well. He's going to take a lot of shots against his defense. So they they, is, they better be ready. And they better be disciplined in what they see in front of them because double moves are coming, crossing routes are coming, over routes are coming, and the deep ball is coming next weekend. And remember, they don't even have Michael Thomas, but they still have plenty of weapons. All right, thanks to LP and Camion for joining us on the voicemail line. If you want to get in on the voicemail line, dial it up, lock it in, 301-615-3577. That's 301-615-3577. Or if you want to uh, email us, lockedwftpod at gmail.com. We want to thank you guys for making the Locked on Washington football team podcast your first listen of the day. Come on back. Uh, later on this week, we have all sorts of good stuff for you, including a crossover Thursday uh, and, of course, all of our picks and players to watch as we get you set for the Washington football team and the New Orleans Saints. Now, make your second listen of the day, the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock, former NFL scout Matt Williamson, give you the expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available on all platforms. That's going to do it for us today, Washington football team fans. Thanks again for joining us. Again, we're free and available on all platforms for David Harrison, WFT beat reporter for SI.com's uh, Fan Nation. I'm Chris Russell, co-host of the Russell and Medhurst Show on the Team 980 with Pete Medhurst from 3 to 7 Eastern Time. We'll be back with more content and episodes this week right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Is your
your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.